Evening live from the DT Studios, this is Daily Turismo Radio, powered by EuropeanMotorWorks.com. Here's your hosts, Editor-in-Chief of Daily Turismo, Vince Barbary, and co-founder, Chris Florin. Hello, motorheads, and welcome to the Daily Turismo Radio Show, broadcasting live on Talk Radio 1 from our... Studio in scenic Gardena, California. Which is falling apart. <laughs> Home of the world's ninth largest replica of the Eiffel Tower. Coming up that's on not today's true. That's, not, that's <laughs> total BS. Coming up on today's festival of cars, comedy, and culture, we've got a special guest joining us in the studio. We do our ten second car reviews. We play some games. We do technology corner from the website. It's a really, really fantastic show. You guys are gonna really enjoy it. Um but before I get too uh, far ahead of myself. Let me introduce some of the other space cadets in the studio with me today. On my right is uh, co-host Seaflow, a.k.a. Chris, who rode here today in a Wankel-powered forklift. That's a lie. That's also a lie. I drove the fraud wagon, the diesel Jetta. The fraud wagon? Yeah. Wow. Okay. No. I, I always <laughs> thought a Wankel would be a good fit for like a forklift or you know, industrial equipment. Something you know? that needs a lot of torque. And yeah, so you're gonna give it's it very fuel economy, yeah. like yeah, <laughs> independent yeah, needs like that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and next is producer Ben, who is really looking forward to the next hour of his life. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> excitement. <laughs> and Not finally, it. we have a special guest joining us in the studio. He is the most Jalopnik famous person we've ever had on the show. A self-taught car guy, a $500 car aficionado, and was once robbed at gunpoint by the police in Mexico. Ladies and gentlemen, is Bill Caswell. Bill, welcome to the show. <laughs> Hey guys, thanks for having me on. Uh, so let's see. The first question is, and and people want to know this, but what is the best part about racing a home-built car in Mexico? Uh, I think well, in Mexico it's different. I'd say the uh, the people in Mexico are awesome. Like going down to WRC, my favorite part were like the spectators, the other crews, uh, the people running the taco stands. I still actually keep in touch with the guy who uh, who runs the taco stand at the WRC Mexico after party. We chat probably <laughs> wow. like every couple of months. Great dude. He joined us for breakfast the next morning. So no, for me, it's uh, the people of Mexico. But the best part about racing a $500 car from like your mom's garage are really the nights with your friends, building the car, road tripping to the races, the things you see, the adventures you go on. Like that's the best part of it. You know, it's, it's the, the racing is great. I mean, that's why I did it. Right. But it's the adventure with your friends that makes it fun. It's like a road trip where the, you're speeding all the time. Uh, once you're at the race, right? <laughs> right. I mean, usually you're towing with like a big panel van and a huge trailer and, you know. And that thing probably breaks down along the way. And Well, you know, we, we figured out that that was going to be a huge problem, so we just started renting the vans. Oh, nice. And then bolting a hitch on and just giving them back afterwards, <laughs> which means nice. you would get to drive it like you stole it. Right. right. And that also means, though, that, you know, when we were late to tech inspections, you know, we just keep the thing pegged and max out on aerodynamics at like, you know, 84, which you can do through the Midwest and like Nebraska and that right. sort of thing. So we actually just drop a cinder block on the gas. Because <laughs> your foot would get really tired keeping <laughs> yeah. it floored, right? And no, it was the base the... model with no cruise control probably. No, right? yeah, yeah. It was like a base, base 2500 Chevy. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I remember that for <laughs> well, Lemons races. And yeah. then the other thing we figured out too is we'd always swap by tanks of gas. So like you drive until you're out of gas and the next guy has to drive. Well, quickly we all figured out and didn't share it for like a whole trip that if you just kept it floored, even when you've maxed out, right, the you gas just goes burn all the fuel really fast. <laughs> oh, you it's get, your turn. It's only been an yeah. hour. <laughs> and you wake up and I'm like, how do we go through like 30 gallons in like an hour and a half? I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we've gotten really hard, far ahead of ourselves. Yeah, um, sorry about that. No, no, that's fine. Um, Bill, tell, tell us, uh, tell the guys on the, on the, on the radio, um, how did you, how did you get into cars? 
Are you oh. a car guy? Do you grow up with a car household and go to college to study engineering or something? Yeah, no, not at all. My uh, my dad's a lawyer. I grew up like in the in the suburbs, like where they filmed Home Alone. Um, I was playing chess. I mean, I sort of got into cars by way of chess. I used to run on the Chicago Lakefront. Right, that a, happens all the time. That's the normal way. I got yeah. to do it through books, <laughs> right? But I found. I found, uh, you know, I could learn chess through books, and then I found a car book, and I figured, well, I could probably learn cars through books. I Fair bought enough. a, I uh, bought a Chilton manual, yeah. and I had an old college BMW that lost its timing belt and blew the motor up, and so I let it sit out by the shop that used to help me, and they used to just rip parts off it. Well, like five years later, I found this Chilton. I towed the car home. I went to Sears. I bought like one hundred fifty dollars worth of tools, and the first thing I did was swap the engine. Right, that just seems seems Obviously. logical. Well, I mean, when you think about it, like cars are like one of our largest products in the United States, right? I don't know how many we're making these days, but like 15 million of these things every year or something they're selling, maybe down to 12. I don't know what the stats are these days, but and I don't even know, I didn't know how to change spark plugs, right? I knew nothing about cars. Yeah. And so I was like, well, why not? I'll learn about cars. Yeah, just yeah. a challenge, right? Exactly. Something to pass the time. And yeah. then I get done with the car, I take it back to the shop, and I'm like, well, what do I do with it now? It's still a $500 car. It's still a pile of junk. It's been rotting outside for years. And the owner was like, why don't you go autocross it? Yeah. And I'm like, what's that? He's like, we go to these parking lots and you race through cones. And I'm like, I don't want to race through cones. <laughs> and, he, and he's yeah. like, you know what? Go. Go go try it once. I showed up. I finished like second to last, I think, at my first event. Mm-hmm. And so I went and bought another book on autocrossing. And oh, I went yeah, home and I was like, oh, this makes That's a lot of sense. Okay. Not, this must have been before the internet because, you know, nowadays people just go on the internet and, and look these things up. Which I've actually found is a huge problem is how do you find the relevant source on the internet yeah right there's well, so, there's so much garbage it's the most viewed thing on, on the facebook no. or whatever right you know well that's <laughs> the problem you go to the forums and like everyone's got their opinion but you right. don't necessarily know that they're the expert back in the day the publishers would go find the experts and they would be the ones writing right. the book and so books I, do still exist so we can still take advantage of that today they do but you have to now order them on the internet right <laughs> <laughs> amazon's gonna fix that for us soon but yeah i mean i've got a ridiculous collection of books, automotive engineering books, race books. I mean, just about everything there is to learn about building a car, racing a car, I have and have read most of. So it, it's been helpful along the way. Okay. Like, you know. And you started with an E30. My first car was an E30. And, you know, I found the E30 because, you know, I didn't, I knew I loved cars. I grew up in a neighborhood where our parents had like lots of nice cars. Yeah. And there wasn't much to do. So we'd go out and drive at night. And they were building a, a huge brand new neighborhood full of subdivisions. And they used to pave the roads and then sell the houses. So there were basically these like racetracks yeah. in the middle of <laughs> like nowhere. No traffic. No traffic. Yeah. No ent- only one entrance and one exit. You leave a friend at the entrance. You know there's no cars or pedestrians in there. And right. You know, we used to drive pretty fast in there. I, you know, I'm lucky I'm still alive. Like, don't be driving fast in public streets. <laughs> a little public service message. Yeah. But um, every car we took in there just crumbled. I mean, I think we pushed like three of them out of that subdivision. Ooh, nice. And then we found friend at an E30. And we drove it like till four in the morning and not one thing broke. The brakes never faded. Nothing ever went wrong. Yeah. So when it came time to get a car, I went and bought an E30 for college. And that's Makes the sense. one that blew up. And then, you know, then I fell in love with BMW and BMW Motorsport, the E30 M3, like the whole history of BMW. They're dominating at the Nürburgring during that period. Yeah. I mean, every year they won except for like two or three through the 80s. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was when E30 M3s were probably affordable. 
Well, well, not for me. I was like in college. I mean, I'd well, see one and it was like, you know, it was almost rarer then than they are now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I had a 325ES that revved to like 4,500. The thing was miserable. <laughs> it like had like a diesel, diesel power, <laughs> torque curve, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it got great gas mileage. And, and so, yeah. you know, when this whole adventure started, by that point, I was an investment banker and I had money and I had, I had two E30 M3s and one of them was my track day car. So I entered that in my first rally. And, oh. you know. We show up, and the organizer of the rally is like, look, you know, this guy Anders Green, really smart guy. He's like, look, most road racers don't make it past the second stage. Yeah. You guys are used to being at 99% through every corner. Right. When you're good in rally, you can do that, but you should only have a couple of moments a weekend. If you're having one every corner, you're going too fast. Yeah. <laughs> and I roll the window up, and I look over at uh, Sam Smith, my co-driver, now the editor of, of Road and Track, and I'm like, I don't think he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> right? Too fast? What's that? On the second exist. stage, we're <laughs> screaming at like, I don't know. I mean, I think I had like a, I had a E30 M3 with a Euro S50B32, which is the, the Euro E36 M3 yep. motor, very similar to Individual what came throttle in Individual throttle body. Exactly. Yeah. Twin variable uh, cam timing. Yeah. Very similar to the S54 that's in the E46 M3. Yep. Mm-hmm. I had a six speed, a 445 gear. I mean, the thing just moved. So we're doing, I don't know, like we're well over 100 miles an hour. And I hear Sam saying left, but he's saying there's a chicane enter on the left. But at the distance, the chicane looks like a wall of cones. So I go to turn left. It's a spectator area. (laughs) I get it back right. We berm the car, destroy the motor. And I'm like, wow, that was pretty stupid. That was the first turn? It was the it was the second stage exactly like that guy warned us about, (laughs) right? I mean, he was spot on. So on the way home, I'm like, look, I might guys, I might really suck at this. I mean, I'm, I'm decent on racetracks. This is way back when, right? I'm sure. like, you know, I know what I'm doing. I've been racing wheel to wheel. I've won a bunch of races in ITS and uh, improved touring with like SCCA and Midwestern. Right. And so I'm like, why don't we just go get a $500 like E30, like a 318, basically yeah. identical car except for the driveline. So we started looking and that's how the $500 car came about. We found one the moment we got home. It was like a mile away. The guy wanted 1200 for it and I got over there and he had like 18-inch chrome wheels on an E30. <laughs> and, and I'm like, Jesus, this car is great, but we don't need those wheels. Yeah. And the guy's like, well, the wheels are the most expensive part. And he's like, if you don't want them. I'm like, no, we don't want them. He's like, I don't know, give me like 500 bucks. Nice. <laughs> so we went, yeah, yeah. we went to the ATM. I went home, picked up a set of Steelys from like one of my old cars, bolted them on, drove it home, and... You know, that's how the whole thing started. You just uh, justified all the people who write different prices for their cars with or without wheels. Because yeah. <laughs> that's like all over eBay and Craigslist. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. It's kind of I a mean, pet peeve. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, yeah. hey, you're selling your car. Just give us the wheels. Right. Right. Yeah. Or, or, or take the wheels off and sell it without the wheels. Yeah. There's always Make up your like, mind. Right. right. Bring yeah. your own wheels and the price is this. It's always yeah funny. and funny. it's kind of weird you got to be a real car guy to show up with your own wheels to buy a car <laughs> our lemons <laughs> team we bought a 200 dollars e36 that only had one wheel so well, we was brought, it on blocks no well no drivetrain but we only we need we only needed the shell right so we brought three wheels right and a tow dolly and then tow dolly <laughs> and 200 bucks genius what engine did you put in it uh 5.3 ls yeah like an lm4 lm7 lm7 yeah aluminum no okay no the iron, no, one. iron I, it's like the lq9 or i don't know i, get I don't remember all of the codes i'm not yeah, a chevy too many of those but i'm not a v8 the guy. cheapest most common one is the one that we chose. yeah the one that's yeah. in like all the vans right yeah, yeah exactly. vans suburbans right 1500 pickups yeah i think i'm gonna put one of those in my scout i've got like an old that's, 74 yeah. scout that's, yeah perfect it's like the most logical they're so cheap i mean you got one from a suburban for nothing right like junk they're like disposable so just, engines yeah i yeah. know 
but they Sorry, make cars great guys. Yeah, no, no, they're well. It's the cars blow up before way, the engines yeah. do. That's way. the thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, okay. So, um, <laughs> what uh, what do you have parked outside today? What did you drive today? Mm. I've got a uh, 2003 BMW, the X5 with a 4.6. Okay, it's got the big wheels and the big motor. And now I realized after driving here, I need big brakes. Oh, yeah? Yeah, oh. Dude, it's fully stacked up. When you get the thing moving, it just does not want to slow down. Are there any rally stages between L.A. and Gardena? Yeah, yeah you guys, you're feeding into something I said on the way over here. Tur- uh. It turns out if you're driving fast through traffic on side streets in L.A. with lots of corners and turns. Yeah. Right. Way- hypothetically. Yeah, hypothetically. Ways can't actually keep up with you. Ways can't actually keep up with you. So... You know, it's yelling turn right about 20 feet before I got to turn right. Yeah. And then it's like, turn left, turn right, turn left. It feels like you got a co-driver in the car and you're ripping a tire. Yeah, it sounds like you're driving with my wife. <laughs> yeah. really, I mean, except it might actually tell you the right way to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of my, um, that's like sort of my California daily driver, if you will. I know a lot of people hate that term, but that's like, you know, that's what I beat around in. But, you know, if we go out and look at it, you'll see the back stuffed with tools Parts for the Scout. I got yeah. a set of uh, H&R Springs and Bilsteins that are going no, this on. Your, this is a workhorse. It's SAVs it's, and wagons are great for that. Right? Yeah, if BMW had a pickup truck, I probably would have bought it. Yeah, right? yeah there sure. you go. <laughs> you yeah. could make one. I mean, we got a Sawzall, right? Yeah, well, and so the reason why I bought the car was to turn it into a Jeep. So I had drawings made, and that was the direction we were going. I was to pull the doors off it, pull the roof off it, like cage it. Wrangler style. Yeah, like Wrangler X5. style, X5. Okay. Okay. And then do like little tubular doors. Yeah. And just let the rain hit in San Diego like the two times a year it does it. Yeah. Right? And then I went to go look at the car, and it wasn't a regular X5. It was a 4.6 with the big wheels and the nice cloth Alpina interior. Mm. And I'm like, guys, we can't cut the roof off this thing. <laughs> and then, a little I, too nice, right? And then uh, like a month or two later, uh, Zach Bowman of uh, Road and Track put like a Scout, 74 Scout race truck on his Facebook page, and it turned out it was 20 minutes from me. Ah. So I went and bought that, and yeah. that's caged, and has got no top, and that's like my beach truck. Is he the guy who did the uh, the international pickup on? Uh, yeah, does he, does he have a yeah? A, he's a, a pickup big as well. Scout yeah, guy. okay. I mean, I've read about his. Yeah, his stuff. now yeah. he's he's got this cool journey he's doing for the drive. So he moved over to the drive now, the the new Time Warner deal, mm-hmm. and uh, packed up his house, and him and his family are on the road in like a big pickup truck with like a living quarters bolted onto the back of the bed. And they're touring the country, wow. living out of their truck for a year. It's like a really cool set of posts. <laughs> cool. Um, All right. Yeah. That's, we'll check that out. I know. Okay. Sorry. I might have to do that. I might be homeless someday. You never know. Well, you guys, you guys should call him while he's on the road. Get him while he's driving out of the thing and, and get him on here next Friday. Yeah. We that's can a good do idea. that. Yeah. Mm. We can take calls, by the way. And uh, I don't know if that's something we want to talk uh, about. Uh-oh. Yeah, let's open up the phone <laughs> no, lines. No, my friends are going to call up uh, and burn <laughs> me. <laughs> so our, our phone number here at the DT Radio Studio is area code 424-260-2822. That's 424-260-2822. So if you want to call and heckle Bill or make fun of Vince or whatever. If uh, I recognize the voice, do we get to just hang up? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. <laughs> yeah. There's no rules with this. I mean, we just we just got this capability awesome. recently. Yeah, so we're, we're working like a, it. We, it may still be hypothetical, but we'll see. <laughs> but we can try. The, That's wait, wait, fun. Wait, hold on. The only the other point out the only call we've ever gotten and successfully talked to was Mike Brewer from Wheeler Dealers. Ah, so you know it's the we're system works. A, we're batting a thousand so right, far. Right, right. We had a celebrity call us. It was <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, he's cool. So Wheeler if you're not as good cool. as Mike Brewer, don't call. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> anyone no, please, can call. Please, uh, and anyone. if you just got your pen out, it's four two four two six zero two eight two two. 
I put it up on the board there so we can yeah, I was looking at my not fumble with our Sorry, notes. I'm just making it slow for everybody there. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, sticking with this rally theme, um, have you ever been to a rally school? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, when I started, I've been a, a racetrack guy and I've been racing and winning. So I was like, you know, pretty confident in my driving ability. And the third gravel rally I entered, we finished uh, first overall in two-wheel drive national. So I'm like, oh, I must be pretty good at this or whatever, right? right? Yeah, you're like when the uh, when the WRC Mexico story hit and all the publicity happened, uh, Team O'Neill Rally School called me up and we're like, you know, look, this is great, great publicity for rally. Most of the publicity shows you need like a hundred thousand dollar car and a semi truck. When the reality is, you just need a group of friends and a strong car and the will to go have fun on back roads yeah. legally, right? right? So he's like, but Caswell, a lot of guys enter this sport from road racing. They do it for a year. They upgrade to a fast car and they total like two or three of them in a row and they never come back. And we don't want to see that happen to you, so please get out here, take our school. Right. And, you know, I've never had a racing school invite me to come out. So I went out there, and they pretty much just blew my mind. Like, turns out I had no clue how to drive a car. <laughs> and they've, they've got E30 uh, rally cars up there. This was the same chassis I was used to driving, and I could not keep this thing under control because you know they they intentionally do it with like all seasons and they take away some of your grip yeah so that the tools are you know easily applied so they can teach you car control at lower speeds probably right Is yeah that part of it? more that um when you have a car with lots of grip you can hide your mistakes uh, just like yep. the guy in like a gt3 at the racetrack yeah right like he, he thinks can, he's badass yeah you can go 10 miles an hour slower through the corner and he gets on the gas and he's already pulling away from you right right yeah. so you know, it's that kind of mentality where they take the grip away and then you need to left foot brake. You need to keep your eyes up the road. You need to learn proper techniques to get the car's weight to transfer and find a grip. Mm. And uh, and that was exceptionally powerful for me. Like, I believe that's the reason, the sole reason why I was able to go over to the Nürburgring, learn the racetrack in like, I think I had like two practice sessions and then run a race in an Audi RS4 with a big V8 through... Um, uh, RaceTheRing.com. Friend of mine's hmm. business, Rob Holland's company over the Nurburgring. He does like arrive and drive at the ring, which is really really cool. Yeah, it does, sounds fun. But like you know, I've played it on like Gran Turismo before, right? But that's you not the same so thing. You're, so you're an expert. Right? Yeah. No. Right. What's funny though is that the is that the the pro um, drivers and race teams will tell you that the time that the kids nowadays spend on on Gran Turismo and stuff like that is is actually good because it does teach them some basic car control. It teaches them the ring. It teaches them some 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 basic things that you'd be surprised that as we growing up, you know, driving our car around the street, you don't learn it. That's true. It's like a double-edged yeah. sword though because if you walk into like RSR Nürburgring or some of those other rental programs and say, you know, you know the ring well from Gran Turismo, they might not even rent you the car. But yeah, well, okay. on the flip side, <laughs> on the flip side, you've got GT Academy. Yeah, the right? Nissan thing. I was going to mention that. Yeah. Right, and you've got guys who have never been on a racetrack, and they they dominate uh, this video game yep. out of so, like a million people. By the way, those guys had been on a racetrack. A lot of those guys were like SCCA national champs, and like like really, uh, yeah, some, my, some of them. My buddy Jim is like, oh yeah, I knew that guy and that guy and that guy. Like the okay. people who did really well at the GT Academy had been on track. Had done, you know, autocrossing. Had done a lot of stuff. Oh and, man! So it's a bit of a marketing spin. <laughs> well, and I got yeah, caught I mean, in it. <laughs> it's <laughs> well, it's be, it's it's because if you, you look so crestfallen for you to spend the time. <laughs> well, yeah, usually I'm pretty good at picking those out. Yeah, for you to spend the time to 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 be that good at, at Gran Turismo, you have to be a car guy. You can't just be like a video game guy. 
Yeah. Because you right. go and play Call of Duty Dude, and you kill just, people. Yeah, You're like, exactly you know what? I'm gonna exactly. go like me. It's like I'll race the games and I'll be like, you know what? I just want to play some Grand Theft Auto. Right. Yep. You know what? Yep. It's just I want to have fun. I, I did read a story about one of those guys that won that GT Academy and they put him in like an LMP1 car for the first time and he couldn't handle it because of the g-forces because you don't get that when you're playing a video game right well he wasn't strong enough to i mean it is or just you know it's disorienting you have no frame of reference when all of a sudden you're you know pulling two or three g's and you know normally you're just sitting on a couch or something i I mean i'm definitely a sports car guy every time i've gotten in like an open wheel car or i drove uh cj wilson's uh bac mono like a bit ago and like you're so low and you're lying down like i don't know how the formula one drivers do it like try lying down in a car, all yeah. the G forces hit you in like a different way. Yeah, and then you've got to like keep the wheel exactly. They're so twitchy that you got to keep the wheel like dead neutral through a sweeper. And you know, it's I get why these guys are working out like crazy. They're running, you know, formula and this and that. I think it's why like you know, GT cars and rally cars. Because I mean, like look at the rally drivers. Like they're you know they're drinking, they're smoking, yeah. they're jumping <laughs> yeah. in the car. They look like normal guys. Hey, the right? next thing yeah. is to go to NASCAR and you'd be like a fat slob and you still do well, right? So yeah. Well, have, you, have you ever climbed into a NASCAR car? <laughs> no. It's like getting into like a little baby carriage. Like you climb into the thing. It's got support. It's got supports for your like your waist, your hips, your arms, your shoulder, your helmet. It just locks you in there. basically. Yeah, you just right? basically lie down and fall asleep. <laughs> you could be the quadriplegic the and you could drive one of those. I mean, maybe. <laughs> you know, maybe not. But I don't want to rag on the NASCAR guys no, because. No. Uh, I mean, I used to my whole life where, like, life's too short to only turn left. You know, we used to just make sure, tons sure. of jokes. Sure. And then I actually went and saw a NASCAR race and saw the guys, like, literally drifting the cars into turn oh, yeah. one in Chicago. Yeah. They're and all I, very – well, when guys like Juan Pablo Montoya show up at NASCAR, like, they're going to win everything. And, and he does okay, but he doesn't, like, kill everybody. He's like a Formula One, like, you know, he's this great race car driver. And it's like he shows up there and these other guys are, like, you know – these rednecks who grew Except up for in the Virginia. road courses. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm convinced that setup and chassis design and the team engineering plays like a huge role in NASCAR. That you're the yep. best driver if your car's yeah, not, for sure. Right. You're not going to get there. But the road courses have so many variables. Yeah. That a good driver seems to be able to overcome them. Like a Boris said. Like a yep. Montoya. Right. Like, yeah. right. Have yeah. you seen the Na- when they race in the rain on a road course or NASCAR? Because uh, they will race in the rain. I think yeah. they do. On a road that. Race. Yes, they do. At least they did a couple years ago. So I saw the race at like Montreal. They were racing in the rain because they don't race. If it rains, they, they cancel the, the oval course. windshield wipers. No, but but in the road courses, they race in the rain, and it was the most fantastic NASCAR race I've ever seen. I'm gonna I go bet. Google that. Someone's got. <laughs> someone has to have dropped that on YouTube. <laughs> you know, that's good. awesome. Yeah. And I love racing in the rain. I mean, there's nothing more fun. I mean, it kind of like neutralizes a lot of the advantage of the cars that have more power and right. you know the person who can really balance a car at the Everybody's limit. on the edge, right? Yeah, it's yeah. great. Yeah. And most yeah. people are really scared of it. I've been to tracks where it starts to rain and I see guys packing their cars up. Yeah. I, mean, I, l- I like night racing for the same reason because a lot of people just can't see. They, either they have bad lights or their eyes aren't so That's great. And because the BMW racing had these giant, <laughs> like, like halogen, like they spotlights, were, you could see they through were the Baja car radio. Pencil beam HIDs. Yeah, in a road race, like Baja designs. It was in twenty four hour lemons race. Yeah. Yeah. It was fantastic. Everyone else was like driving around and they're like, it was amazing. Stock high yeah. beams, right? And we were just like, you light up and like the inside of their car would like just be just <laughs> like reflecting in their eyes and they couldn't yeah. see anything. They just slow down when you got behind it, them. It, it's funny you guys say that because back when lemons started, the first night race I believe was Nelson Led. Mm-hmm. And so we in quickly, yeah, we yeah. quickly went and bought a 750 IL, mm. and we got it home. I think we had like 48 hours to make the race. Wow. So I threw a cage in it, and we <laughs> mounted my giant rally lights on the front of the yeah, thing. Yeah. 
And it wasn't fair. Like I could crash <laughs> people by turning the lights off, <laughs> right? So like, right? Because now know, they can't see. Yeah, because yeah. I come up on yeah. them and, and I forget they're on, and then yeah. I'm like, oh god, I'm blinding the guy, and I turn them off, and I just watch him wander off the track, and he's just in a <laughs> sand pit. I'm like, oh, you know, like I don't know if I'm supposed to leave him on so, or leave him off. Whoops. <laughs> so as someone who I competed in the first 24 hour lemons race, oh, right on it, Altamont. Yeah, yeah. Altamont. Yeah. And we run. A, I won a race the next the next year at Altamont. Uh, this. Right, BMW, right um, on. but the best thing about that, like back in the day of lemons, is that was when you could actually crash into people. And that first race, and actually the second race, we had an external roll cage on our car. <laughs> yeah, and so you could just bash it, and it got banned after that race, by the way. And it probably well, naturally, because the only reason you show up with that is to ram other cars, or or just stay alive while everyone else. It was because the first right, the first race, the reason why we didn't win, we had this BMW five five series of five thirty five, and it didn't win because it got bashed to the point where the the engine you know got cooked because it couldn't cool anymore. Yeah, oh, interesting. Um, you know, it's uh. These things, these you do these innovations in racing, and then all of a sudden they're banned. And so, just for a while, just about every race we were doing, Black Iron Racing, this team that Chris and I are on, every race something would get the rules would get changed after we race. That was in the early <laughs> yeah. days of limits. That's when you know. Way, way to ruin everything, Vince. That's when you know you're doing it right. <laughs> well, no. We were we were afraid of getting crushed, so like we were going to be late, so we just blew off the whole start. We we got that. You guys got crushed. Got Which crushed. car was the BMW? Yeah. yeah the well, oh, the one with the big uh, yellow one and the YouTube video. I watched your car get no, crushed. No, it wasn't no, that no. one. It oh, was okay. a it was a, a wrench, a five forty uh, challenge where everybody from every other team got a wrench, and they could they were allowed to take one car one part off of. The well, car. it was they given a certain amount of time. Right? They're given like yeah, it was like, like three minute minutes, two minutes. They're three given minutes. three minutes, and so you had like oh yeah, so give me one minute, and I'll make your car never run again. Yeah. No, you know what? We got back on the track. Really? We got back on the track. We had no brakes. We got back out on the you track. Just pull the distributor cover and cut your timing belt. You guys will never run again. Like, <laughs> no, they were not allowed. A... No scissors. It was no, <laughs> no cutting up. Yeah. It was wrenches, and that's all they were allowed. So anyway. Yeah, was, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. That was lemons. Okay. We, we, sat, right. we were cooking that. We sat around and waited till it got dark, and then we took the car out. So the judging yeah. happens yeah. at like 5 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. So we waited till all the judging stuff was in, and then we fired our car up yeah. and went and raced for 12 <laughs> hours. And there's only three of us, and by the time we got tired at like 4 in the morning, we played break it, crash it. <laughs> and everyone had five laps to either break or crash the car. <laughs> and it would come in and we'd rag on the guy for not destroying it. Right. So everyone would go out and drive it harder and harder and harder. Yeah. They don't do the people's curse anymore, by the yeah. way. So yeah, people listening, if, if you want to get into it, don't worry. They're, they're not going to crush your car. But it also yeah. means you're going to have some guys out there with serious cheater cars. Oh, um, there are, yeah. So if you don't sure. build like an E36 with like a, with you know, a V8. A three liter S50 <laughs> that looks like a 2.5 or, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the cars are really fast and the, the competition is really, really different. I know we got to move on to your questions, yes. but I do want to plug uh, AER, oh. American Endurance Racing. Yeah. They're oh, on yeah. the East How's Coast. Yep. They're um, they're good friends of mine. They're super good dudes. And they started the series not to make money. They all have like awesome jobs and this and that. They just wanted to go to great racetracks and they didn't want to deal with all the nonsense of lemons and chump. Mm-hmm. So they're like, bring whatever you want run a control tire that's 200 tread wear or higher any yep. size you want yep. and anyone can race so a grand am team showed up with two porsches at mid-ohio <laughs> on street tires basically yeah, we're <laughs> yeah. all on street tires. yeah exactly yeah but the race opened with pouring rain larry <laughs> nice. webster rode in track put an e30 in the lead and was like smoking these caimans around <laughs> mid-ohio that's awesome i mean you know so and those guys they do a huge barbecue dinner they like feed the whole race friday night they buy a couple of kegs of beer wow it's sort of like the old school track days but you're yeah. racing 
That sounds like a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And there's have, no rules. Build whatever you want. Yeah. Just put the slow tires No penalty. On. I mean, there's there's safety and tech yeah, rules, Of course. Right? Yeah, yeah, there's safety. But, but, like, you know, we've got another – I just bought another 750 IL for 500 bucks. Nice. that's, like, <laughs> yeah. kind of what happens. That's People call me and they're like, hey, man, I got this car and I really don't want to, like, crush it or sell it. Like, will you go race it? I'll give it to you for 500 bucks. And so we're looking at putting a supercharger, one of those big Mad Max things out the front with the three little flappy doors that's on the, the, way, that's oh, the yeah. way to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. Inter- interceptor V12, though. Right, uh, and we can run right. that because there's no... And that's super reliable. Those two ECUs, they communicate perfectly all the time, and the electric <laughs> throttles, they work on the 750. Yeah, well, that's the really... nice part is that you have basically two engines. So if one goes down, you just go to <laughs> yeah, a six-cylinder. Yeah, you have a six-cylinder with a Cadillac pump skip Right, you just yeah. pull the plugs and just run the other skip, one. Yeah. Yeah. But that's why we're going to do a supercharge is we're going to do a uh, carburetor supercharged. Yeah. Like pull I all guess. the computers out, put an MSD timing wheel on the front, hit the ignition, drop a carb on it, and that V12 should be awesome. I normally wouldn't say this, but in that case, there is less to go wrong. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, normally yeah. I'm like I'm of the mind like, that, no, don't, don't yeah. do a carb. Stick with the OE fuel injection because that's going to be reliable. Don't yep. mess with it. Well, but in this case, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah you like just put every, a carb on it. Yeah. It, like That's why like half of the... Um, like the uh, if anyone, anyone ever puts a wankle in some other car, like you'll see a, a rotary in like a Volkswagen Beetle, yeah, or you'll see a rotary in something With else. It's got a carb. Side draft Weber. It's always yeah. got a carb. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's just if someone's like converted a, a a car, or even you'll see a lot of rotaries, a lot of old Mazdas and stuff like that. That if they even had fuel injection to begin with, it's gone, and someone's putting up put a holly on there. So this is a stupid question because I don't know much about wankles, even though I raced one up Pikes Peak, <laughs> right? But like, is the timing the same? Like you know, you put the carb on it. Like, how the hell do you run the thing? Is it still? I mean, it still it's has just got fuel. It still's got air. suction, compression, and boom. Yeah. yeah. Right. So you just, it, but it's even though all those weird parts are moving differently inside, it's still got a spinning front, right? And you just time it. Well, so yeah, there's no. I, I mean, it's just fuel and air going into the engine now. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and it's still so got the same four cycle, and it's still doing that right. on its own. I just never really thought about it. I've never seen a carb on a rotary. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure what you have to do with ignition timing, but. I don't know. I think it those, works, ro- I think those yeah. rotary things, they drive me nuts. They look yeah. like those superchargers, you know, <laughs> or the, like a Roots charger. But yeah. okay, so on to the next question. No, no, well, no, no. We're just uh, we're, we're having a good time. We're talking, yeah, talking we're rotaries. just hanging out. Um, what about, we got a little bit of time before our break here. Okay. Yeah, what about, um, uh, what else do you have in your garage? Mm. What else is on there? I don't know if we have enough. I got a lot of different stuff. So. Um, 318. Yeah. Well, in, in LA, I've also got, or in San Diego, I've also okay. got the. I'm going to stop you right there, Wait. and you're going to tell people when they get back from the break. Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go through all, all the right. cars when we get back from this break. Exactly. It's Thanks, called Phil. a nice tease. Good work. Work for You're listening to Daily Turismo Radio. week's blue glove tool review brought to you by dailyturismo.com open your wallets and pull out your credit cards it's time for another blue glove tool review this time we're going to talk about one of the forgotten heroes of the toolbox uh, specifically the metal file you don't see these uh well you see these very often in in toolboxes but these aren't something that got the they don't get the top shelf treatment they're not like your screwdrivers your ratchet wrench that you use all the time and you're certainly not going to see them show up on christmas cards um but these tools are needed they're they're used frequently and um i'm a big fan of the craftsman three-piece 
file set. It, they're eight inch um, files that you can buy for about $22 on craftsman.com or you can head over to dailyturismo.com and look up our blue glove tool review and click on the uh, affiliate link so we make a few bucks. But these um, little bastards, and that's no, that's really what they're called. They're little round, uh, half round, semi round uh, bastard files, and they're designed to mill metal, but you can also use them on wood or plastic if, if, if the need comes up. And um, they're extremely useful for pulling a small amount of material away for any job. You don't need special tools or training or safety measures. Well, maybe eye protection or gloves if you're dealing with metal. Um, but these are needed in every guy's toolbox. About $20, you can buy yourself a set, and they'll last your whole life. They don't wear out. Um, nothing's replaced. So uh, just uh, do it and go buy it. And don't worry, we won't tell your wife about it. Motorheads, welcome back. We are back on the air live. This is Talk Radio 1 and the Daily Turismo Radio Show. We're still here with Bill Coswell. We're talking about E30s, obviously. We're talking about all, or all sorts of crazy stuff. I don't know. Uh, but we've got the technology corner coming up next. So hold on to your hats. I'm holding. <laughs> here it comes. And now it's time for Technology Corner. All right. So today on Technology Corner, Bill Bill has uh, not been prompted on this, but we're gonna we're gonna grill him anyway. I think. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're we're gonna talk about dirt tires. <clears throat> okay. We're gonna talk about um, man, compounds. I thought, I thought we were talking about credit default swaps. <laughs> I can do that too. I mean, that was more securitization. We were structuring the bonds, but CDS was a big part of what we were doing. So, so you went from credit default swaps to engine swaps. I went it was sort of. I went from <laughs> uh, I went from securitization. So like people say it was like the big short stuff, but it yeah. was kind of like that was sort of the industry. I worked for Bank of Montreal doing securitization, which is how we finance all of our credit cards, auto loans, and mortgages in the United States, plus a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. They're basically bonds backed by assets. The assets pay down or liquidate and repay the bonds. You're isolated from the company, so your risk is tied to the assets, not the company that issued them. And you have this diversified pool. Anyway, it goes on. And on. Now I know exactly how my wife feels when I talk about cars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, just glaze over. It's, just know, words. It's, it's actually a really, really cool tool. I actually did the first ever securitization in China. We were the only foreign bank to participate, so it was huh? kind of fun. Huh? I did cool stuff. Okay, so yeah. technology. Technology corner. Yep, that's right. Dirt tires. Okay. So we're going to talk about different compounds. How to choose the right dirt tire? Let's say well, you're about to go technology racing. Technology and dirt tires. Right? Just what is the technology? Um, you know, what what are the different options? The tr- how does the tread design affect how what do you you're pick doing? The dirt tire. Because, <laughs> because like like we know like I know that yeah. to to look at a uh, a street tire, I know I'm looking at the the how tread wear. Yeah, the, the tread rating, how soft the tread is, how big the the, gro- the grooves the blocks are, are the, blocks. the grooves. Yeah, you know it's uh, it's surprisingly similar. So is um, it, really? it is. And and I, I got to be honest, you know, I, I jumped into rally not knowing anything about it. And John Buffum, you know, U.S. like rally champion, yeah. like used to race in WRC with Audi, stuff like that. He sells rally tires. 
So I emailed him and was like, hey, man, I don't know anything. <laughs> if you can answer some questions along the way and help me out, I'll swear to buy all my rally tires from you whenever I race. That's and, a good uh, approach to it. Yeah. yeah, and he's a good dude, really good dude. And so uh, John was the one who helped me with what tires to buy, which sizes to buy front and rear, because it's it's actually maybe more critical than it is on a, on a racetrack car. Oh, okay. um, and he was the one who told me when I was going down to WRC Mexico, he's like, look, every team's going to be on hard compound. Because the road's rough, and they're going to think it's going to be Big really, rocks and nasty Yeah, and he's like, it, well, it's right? more that it's uh, really abrasive. So yeah. if you run a softer compound, you can't get back to the service park in time to change your tires. Right? They'll so just, just be torn up. Yeah, you yeah. just shred them. But oh, I like, think we have a call, actually. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, man. Uh-oh. <laughs> we were talking about theoretical All right, let's natures see who of calls here. but You should arm that mic. Hello? Hello. Caller? You're on the air. Excellent, excellent. Hi, my name is John. Hey, John. Hi, hi, How's John. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Good. Good. We're, we're just, doing we're just getting this set up. The call-in's like a new feature here, so we're just John. making sure everything's patched in right. John, wh- where are you calling from? I'm calling from Kentucky. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. So, do you have a question for Bill or for someone here? Ben. Yeah, I actually have a question for Bill. Um, I know Bill has has used Miller. Uh, welders in the past, and I myself am a, I'm a Lincoln person, and just wanted to know how, why, and how did did Bill stumble upon Miller, and is there any difference between the welders? <laughs> okay, good question. Um, the uh, God, I stumbled across Miller because when I learned to weld, I went to my local welding supply shop and just bought everything, and it happened to be a Miller dealer. So it's sort of like if you went to go buy a pickup truck and there was only a Ford dealer in your town. Yeah. And you walk in the door, you're like, I need a pickup truck. You're going to end up being a Ford guy probably the rest of your life. So I walked in and I just, you know, I bought a helmet, happened to be Miller. I bought gloves, happened to be Miller. I bought a jacket, that happened to be Miller. And I bought a welder that was Miller. So after the story broke out, I was looking at all the pictures. And I'm like, damn, it looks like a Miller advertisement. <laughs> So I just called Miller Welders, and I was like, called marketing, and I'm like, hey, you know, I don't know if you guys are into this or what you do with car racing, but, like, I get these sick pictures, and everything in it's Miller, and it seems like a really good advertisement. I don't know. Why don't we do something fun together? And, you know, they called me back and then had me up to Appleton the next day, and we had a bunch of meetings, and, you know, they're like, you know, uh, I guess there's a lot more to it, but we went out and drank a bunch of beers. <laughs> and then late at night, they're like, so what do you want to do next? And I'm like, well, there was this Frenchman named Schlesser, and he built this Schlesser buggy and dominated the car. It was like part <laughs> buggy, part truck. I want to build a Caswell buggy, part BMW, part off-road vehicle. Like if you gave a kid a BMW and a set of crayons and told him to make it into a like, Trophy desert. Trophy truck. Yeah. 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 Okay. And, you know, I go into the meetings the next day, and they're like, so, Bill, we've canceled the day. And we just want to focus on that car you told us about last night. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, oh, what the hell did I say? <laughs> and I didn't even know what they were talking about until like an hour into the meeting. I'm like, oh, my God, I told them about my weird Caswell buggy. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing I know, they're inviting me to build the car on the floor of SEMA yeah. with a 14-day run to the Baja 1000. So that's how I got tied into Miller. Um, you know, I got to admit, I was drawn to Miller because they just come out with a feature called Auto Set. Yep. Right. And like, you know, for a new welder, one of the hardest parts of getting up and started is picking your wire speed and current. Right. And this auto set's kind of like cheating and it's not the perfect settings under all conditions. But 
for someone who doesn't know what they're doing, it lays a yeah. pretty nice weld. I have a, a smaller Miller MIG welder myself with the auto set function, and yeah, it, it gets it right most of the time. Unless you're plugged into 110 and you've got like a 100-foot cord, then <laughs> yeah. you have to really crank it up. Well, and they also got but that it's MVP, usually right. right? So you can go from 220 to 110. Yeah, that's a really nice feature. Yep. Yep. So, so, John, are you still with us? I am, yes. Yeah, so, so did that did that answer your question? Was that in the right? <laughs> well, and, then, and then I think you want to know the difference between Miller, <laughs> Miller and Lincoln. And, uh, yeah, I think it's, yeah. you know, as far as I can tell, I don't really think there's a difference. I mean, I went on a plant tour at Miller and they showed me how they cut their like internal windings and they're different, but I'm pretty sure Lincoln's doing the same exact thing. So I think it's like, are you a blue guy or a red guy? I think and it's the fe- the features and, and whether you can get a good deal on it or yeah. not and that type of thing. Right? Now, in, in fairness, and it's tough to talk bad about people, but Miller pretty much just lied to me through all of SEMA. Mm. And the oh. moment I was done there just ceased all communication. <laughs> like, we're super rude. I never heard from them again. My friends and I sat in a meeting one of the nights where they promised all this stuff. Yeah. Right, and then I never heard from them again. And most of it was due to this firm called Two Rivers out of Iowa that they hired. They fired their agency a month before SEMA, hired this guy. Mm. And he was trying to, uh, he wrote a, whatever. The guy had, like, been marketing candy bars. Now he's marketing, like, welders, so he had no yeah. idea what he was doing. Yeah. And we just butted heads. And uh, so as far as I'm concerned, you guys should all buy Lincoln. <laughs> <clears throat> all right. Yeah. No, hey, look, the okay. one thing you guys will find about me is that I'm dead honest. And, and <laughs> we if appreciate we're, that. That's why I got you on the show. Well, yep. and, and if we're going to- We need you know, honesty here. Uh, you know, and if we're that's gonna, something that's lacking from this show normally. Yeah. And you, know, you got to be <laughs> truthful to other car guys. You got to be truthful to the DIY guys yeah, because they're going to sure. learn through other and people. And they're going to go buy that thing and, you, and use it. Right? You got it. So, yeah. you know, I'd rather buy a piece of equipment that supports racing and supports yeah. good guys doing yeah. good jobs. So for me, I go buy a Lincoln. <laughs> All right. Sorry, All right. Miller. <laughs> I appreciate the answer. Thank you. All right. Okay. Thank you, John. Thanks for calling. Take care. Good night. <laughs> well, the, right. the other thing that's nice is, you know, it's not like this is my job, right? Like, I keep saying, who's going to fire sort of me? Is, when, right? Well, I'm like, who's going to fire me when no one ever hired me, <laughs> right? This is right. Just, if, if you're not like a spokesman for Miller, they don't have a, You don't have a contract yeah. right now, an endorsement. Yeah, you can say what you want. And they no, didn't, if they didn't hold up their end of the deal, then hey, I mean, you know, you're free I, to say what you want. There was no right? contracts. Yeah. They gave me SEMA to build a car, and it was a really, really cool time. I, w- I was there that year and and many other years too. I went for nine years in a row. But I remember when I had you know off times from my booth, I would walk down and and go like, hey, oh yeah. Yeah, they got some suspension going on now. Oh, yeah, there's sort of a cage in there now. Like, oh. well, I was I was just curious. Like, how, can you really build a trophy truck car in you, five days? You could you if know? I had been given the space I was promised. It was a tiny <laughs> little space. Oh yeah. yeah, I was supposed to have like two and a half I, times. I the heard space. about it and I and I was all jazz and expecting this huge like you know shop basically. And you walk by and it's like a little bit bigger than the studio and there's a car there. Yeah, and, I, and I they're brought trying in, to build it. I brought you know. in like a uh, chop saw. <laughs> Should I take that personally? Did, flow? did the guys <laughs> no, in the no, booths no. around you appreciate the fact that you're using chop saws and welding? Because that's like smelly and noisy. Yeah, and they were. Complain? Yeah, they were pretty pissed. Miller had uh, <laughs> Miller had these cool uh, blue shades to shade people from sure. lights. When I weld, we pull the shades up. And it's still noisy and stinky. Really noisy, and that was it. So I bring the chop wheel in, and they're like, uh, <laughs> "You can't use that." And I'm like, "So what do you want me to cut the steel with?" Right. And Laser like, beam eyes. Yeah, and they're <laughs> like, uh, I'm like, look, dude, we can just stop right now because if I can't cut steel tubing and notch it, like, we're just we're not building. We're not anything. building the car. Right? And then I'm yeah. like, so look, I've got like three huge crates full of parts and steel that needs to go into the car. Where do I put those? 
And they're like, well, you didn't tell us you needed to have parts. Like, we just thought you were bringing the car in. <laughs> and I'm like, like where's all the space from the blueprint you showed me? Oh, well, we decided to had a whole display of plasma tables. And I'm like, awesome. <laughs> right? So, and then, and then I find uh, out I can only work from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. I mean, I've never worked so little on a build in my entire life. Yeah. We usually like because they shut hours. down the hall, right? Yeah. It's, it's union run, and you can't be in there. No, and it yeah. never. Sorry, occurred sorry. To... Again, C flow again. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there are rules. Just, I'm not saying it's today, good man. or bad. There are rules, and you have to follow them. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Right, and yeah. then and then they give me a list of 57 <laughs> interviews that I have to do in four days. Oh god. So like, I basically just did interviews all day with my friends wrenched. Right. I mean, it was oh, you wow. know, it was a really good time, and and but the fun part about this was the year. before before SEMA denied my entry. I was an investment banker. Uh, I applied to SEMA. Yeah. Right? Yeah, They're like, right. sorry, man, it's industry. Yeah. yeah. And then my friends were all bummed because I was pretty sure I could get us in. Yeah. Well, I called them back and I'm like, guys, we're going to SEMA. They're like, how'd you get passes? I'm like, well, there's a little bit of a catch. <laughs> <laughs> and we got to build a car on the floor. You know, so, but it was fun, man. But we you recruited great. cheap labor that way, right? I just brought my friends. I yeah. brought like uh, one guy was a plumber, one guy was a marketing, one guy was a journalist. My friend Ben is actually a BMW tech. But it was just a mismatch of my friends with their jobs. They took a week of vacation. We built the car at yeah. SEMA. Went out to the parties at night. Welding, yeah. Yeah, we had a good time. It's and Vegas. and yeah. you did you did get something that ran and drove at the end of this, right? Uh, only thanks to Strategic Racing Designs in Vista, California, SRD. Justin and Heather Herman are awesome. Um, you know, we are the plan. They gave me, Miller gave me a big engine drive generator mm-hmm. and a plasma and a, and a MIG welder. And we were going to work from like the beach. So we were like, take the truck down to the beach and work in the sun and cut up the steel and finish it. Right. But like the police were looking at us funny and we realized- There's a lot of sand down there. Yeah. Sand and welding equipment. So we decided it was just preparing us for the race. We had something (laughs) wrong. It'd be in the middle of the night in the middle of the sand. We're like, if we can't build the car here, we certainly can't repair it in the middle of the race. Right. That's a good point. Um, But every shop we went to for supplies, we had the truck, we had the thing on the trailer and- uh, and they were like, what is that? And we're like, oh, we got to build it in eight days. And <laughs> three shops in a row were like, if you don't go to SRD right now, you'll never make the race. Yeah. So we went over there. Justin had the car off the trailer like five minutes. I traded him all the gear Miller gave me for shop space and work. And we went to town and made the race 14 days after the first weld at SEMA, wow. which is pretty wild. Plumbed it, wired it, caged it, new steering, new suspension, new engine, new fuel cell, seats, harnesses, dashboard, yeah. GPS, everything. And this, and in for, and at the beginning of it, it was basically a Barry thirty shell, right? Yeah, we forklifted a Barry thirty shell with nothing attached. Yeah, so yeah. it would have been a you know a couple more days to to strip it down, but that's pretty much like what call it three weeks to go from a running and driving E thirty on the street to what's right. pretty much a trophy truck. With a BMW <laughs> shell around it. That you're yeah. very kind. It's not quite a trophy truck, I mean, but it it, it, it does, looks a lot more like one than it's, it's the pig, your average. Right? Yeah, the Baja yeah. pig. Right. Score made yeah. us move it from the start line because we <laughs> caused such a scene. We had like 500 people crowding around the truck and they couldn't run the race. Wow. And they're like, dude, just go park it in that alley, and they're like, we'll come get you. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, really? So we had to go hide the truck. <laughs> That's so amazing. so uh, now you took it to Baja the. That when you built it. Yep, back in 2010. And how'd it do? What, what oh, we did happened? like 200 miles in the steering rack, ripped off the car. I mean, it's, you know, I knew, so I don't know if you guys saw the story I put up on Jalopnik last week. Yeah, yeah. I basically modeled great. it after my team-associated RC10 car, uh-huh. and I played with the <laughs> front sense. suspension until I realized, like, how everything works. Yeah. Um, the problem was I couldn't really engineer and design a full off-road steering system on the floor of SEMA and in that two-week period. Right. So we left the factory E30 rack, which I knew would blow up. Yeah. But we put, like, three of them behind the seat. 
and we were just going to change them like every 200 miles. And that's how we're going to get through the race. Yeah, fill it up with gas, throw a fresh steering rack on there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the, the, first, the first rack blows out like 185 miles in. Yeah. And I jump out and I go to change it and find out our tools have been stolen. Oh. oh. So I found a crescent wrench in one corner. I found a <laughs> pair of like vice grips in another really big like channel locks mm -hmm. and changed the steering with channel locks, the crescent wrench, and I found a huge rock that looked like a hammer to pound the <laughs> steering shaft off. But I missed once, broke my thumb, oh. bleeding and gushing blood. By the time I got a change, I was frozen. I had no idea the desert sucks body heat out. Oh, I know yeah. I talk a lot. Are we running? No, no, no. Breaks? We're good. All right, good. cool. And so uh, I had no idea how much heat gets sucked out of you from the from the desert floor. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when I put the next rack in, it was immediately sloppy. And oh. I looked over at my friend. And I'm like, dude, if we go up the next section and it breaks, we're not getting out for days. Well, Bill, and that's <laughs> that's uh, that's a crazy story. And I'm going to have to cut you a little bit short. Yeah, let's go. But we can we can continue that. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. stories are good. Uh, when we get back from the break, we're going to do uh, from the website. Okay. Hey, Motorheads. C-Flow here for, with a word from our sponsor, European Motor Works. This is a full-service machine shop. They can build Type 4 Volkswagen engines, anything from 1.7 all the way up to 2 liter. So if you have a Volkswagen project that needs a crazy engine build, go see George at European Motor Works. He's here in Hawthorne, California. He can do all kinds of head work, porting, polishing, decking, combustion chambers, valve jobs, line boring. He can grind your crankshaft. He can insert stuff into your case. He can uh, press stuff into your case. He can do all sorts of stuff, connecting rod machining, balancing. I mean, it's a full service machine shop and he specializes in the Volkswagen Type 4 engine, which is the better one, not the old 30s Type 1 engine. So head on down and see George or go to his website, europeanmotorworks.com. You can give him a call at 310-644-8048. That's europeanmotorworks.com. Or call him at 310-644-8048 and tell him DT Radio sent you. Turismo Radio. Hey, DT Radio listeners. Uh, we're still here in the studio with uh, Bill Caswell hey talking guys. about uh, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, if you want to call in, we'll still take your call. Uh, area code 424-260-2822. Feel free to give us a call and ask your questions. Um, but we're going to transition into a little section that's called From the Website. And we're going to talk a little bit about the happenings that are going on at dailyturismo.com. Um, first, we're going to talk about the uh, car of the week. And um, my picks for car of the week from dailyturismo.com is the um, 2002 Canon V8 Shopper. That's not a car. What are you talking about? Well, you know, vehicles from the website. So <laughs> Vehicle of the it week? Was a, uh, okay. 
for 13 grand, <laughs> someone is trying to sell this. Um, it's not a one-off. Apparently, someone in Oklahoma built a number of them from 1993 through te- uh, 2003. It's got a small block Chevy made into automatic transmission in a motorcycle. Yeah. It looks like a monster Harley or something like that, right? <laughs> I saw one of those out by Sturgis or the Black Hills. Yeah. Really weird. Yeah. There's another one called a Boss Haas, a different yeah. company that made the same basic thing. The, the one I saw had like four foot handlebars, <laughs> and the guy sat on the back of oh, it. Oh, that it was, was more like a tractor. It's probably like okay. home built. Probably deal yeah. in that case. Well, this oh, is yeah. sorry, this still looks this still looks home built, but um, you know the uh, uh, the guys who were building them sold a number, and you know, and just so uh, Johnny, the guy who wrote the story up for Delhi Turismo, was saying that um, you know, if you show up to Sturgis in a Harley, you're just another one of the this forty year old investment bankers or sixty year old investment bankers with you know, yeah. Yes. Trying to ogle girls in, in, in buttless chaps and uh, yeah, that's Sturgis. It's, that's Sturgis, right? And you know, just trying to get a midlife crisis going. And uh, instead, he showed up with this this death cycle because it had like um, the things that held the um, side view mirrors were like like skeleton hands and stuff on yeah. it. And it had a skull exhaust pipe. That's some real real custom stuff. But I wouldn't buy that. That's no, not the car I'd buy. The car I'd buy is the EJ25 powered Ford GT40 kit car. Yeah, it's technically. A oh, that's fed. cool. Oh. It is. It's just the most radical paint job. Looks like kind of a bloated GT40 a little yeah, bit. Yeah, <laughs> but it actually looks good because it's got like a like a front arrow setup. The, the wheels are hideous, but the front, um, those can be changed. Yeah, the it had front, the wrong wheels on it. Right, but it's got like this like splitter setup in the front, and it mm-hmm. doesn't have the Volkswagen engine anymore. Right. It's still a Beetle Pan, It's still a Beetle underneath, yeah. But it's got an EJ25, uh, and you could maybe even like, I think you'd want to swap in like an STI power plant. Yep. And then you'd have this. Backwards, you know, so you could have all-wheel drive, right? Put the diff up front. That's Think sure. about it. <laughs> yes, I like this plan. Yeah, all drive GT40. No, yeah. even the just the rural drive, you know, GT40 looking kit car. Mm-hmm. It, people, no one would know what it was. And it, yes, you would have a hard time with, um, you know, traction. buying. Well, not traction, <laughs> but I'm saying like drive throughs, like getting like a McDonald's bag through. Oh, the little yeah, because that little slider window, window thing. Little slider yeah. window, but. Um, do we know who made this car? Are they friends Fiber of ours? Fiberfab Avenger. Well, was, we don't know who built this one. Are, we, are, they, are they friends of the no, show? No, no. We, no, we don't this know. This thing's kind of disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really weird. Yeah, yeah. Vince likes weird stuff. I mean, it's but, really weird. I like the weirdness of yeah. it. God, it's gross. Like, what's the little weird bulge in the hood for no reason? <laughs> so, so that's, and then why are the fender wells so big? It's like someone put a parachute so, behind the front wheel. Did you see that thing? So you and realize, then, you got, then you got a scoop that doesn't actually work on the side. It's just uh, don't, molded don't worry in. Don't about that. Just, yeah. that's, hey, my those. Uh, it's it's look, a piece of flair. It looks yeah. like the back end of a Camaro that someone lopped the last <laughs> foot off of. Well, <laughs> should have you review cars yeah, every seriously, week. Seriously, <laughs> you should write this stuff up. It I mean, is uh, brutal. Fiberfab. Yeah. Fiberfab was a company that in the 60s and 70s made a bunch of kit cars. Yeah, that was a product you could buy. Yeah, you, I mean, many people have those. The first three feet are awesome. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. GT40, right? Right. right. Yeah. First three feet are great. Then you slide down. You're like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. What's that? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. It's pretty... <laughs> <laughs> It's got all sorts of weird projections. You guys go to go to the site and take a look at this thing. <laughs> yeah, it's. I pretty, mean, it's you know, it's like it's almost there. It's it's like uh, God, you know, I, you know. I hope my girl doesn't take us the wrong way. She's awesome, <laughs> I love her, but but I'm gonna sorry, sorry. I'm that's gonna, okay. You know, it's it's like that's like the really nasty girl in the bar, and the guys walk in, they're like. Uh, and then like five beers later, they're like, you know, kind of looks like a GT40, right? Maybe it's like right. she's got really nice legs, and you see them first. Yeah, that's right. What I'm and you see the rest of it. Right, yeah. you see the front yeah, the of it. Thing, yeah, the front of it. Like, like, oh, it looks and good. You're like, oh, it doesn't really look right. But then right. you keep looking at it, and you Something's keep drinking, and you're like, "That's a GT40. <laughs> right. It's so cheap." Yeah. Hey, let's exactly. go build. Let's, let's go build it. a Baja, right. a, Baja yeah. a monster right. truck in, in 14 like, I days. I can't build a GT40, but I could build that VW kit car. And you know what? You guys, should you should right. buy that and take it to the Baja. 
right yeah. there. Or, no, uh-huh. no, better yet, take like the Nurburgring or something. A little no, more the, um, no. obnoxious. We're, we're running the Baja pig this season. We're calling it DIY Baja. So we're shooting a bunch of videos and putting a bunch of articles out, taking oh, awesome. all the transparency out of running the race. Mm-hmm. So like doing it with your friends. And yeah. that's, but when we're done, my next car is going to be a 911. So I'm looking at 996s. I've been trying to buy yes. a Carrera 4 cheap. The cheap ones. Yes. yes. And I can't. They were, I had a whole bunch, but I wasn't really sure of the project yet. Mm-hmm. And the moment I decided, like, they're all gone. They again. all vanished. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll get to that probably, like, next year. I'm working on other stuff. A turbo or non-turbo? Well, I got to replay with the rules because score is a mess, and they keep adding these addendums. Mm. So I think yeah. I might be able to run the turbo motor if the car's yeah. engine's totally stock. And then at that case, I got to pony up, like, the thirty grand to get a 996 turbo. Yeah, you but could get one that's been lightly wrecked or something with, like, body damage or whatever. Yeah, because I'm going to yeah. cut most of it off. Yeah, anyway. yeah, do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. You I, get uh, turbo, Daily Turismo. Turbo, we'll we'll endorse you. We'll put yeah, we'll, our <laughs> stickers. Yeah, I'll run your guys' yeah. stickers. Uh, you know. <laughs> we get some pizza and beer. And we we hardly and endorse the beer's that. good. You know what? We we <laughs> actually we've got it. We've got a shop out in Compton. If you want access, let us know. It's got we got welders. We got. Do you ever need to build anything while Lips. you're in LA? Whose shop is it? It's our Sorry. shop for the lemons car and stuff. Yeah. It's a hobby uh, shop. You guys shouldn't have offered that. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that in the lowdown. Yeah. Never mind. We didn't say anything. So. Yeah, Chris, do you have any uh I got picks? two real quick. Um the Mazda Miata Pit Crew Custom, which is like the weird little uh it's like an Italian front end fiberglass thing on the front of a Miata. Oh yeah, um, yeah, that thing is Oh, that looks kind of cool. It looks kind of cool. It's a little bit off. The I think the headlights are a little too low, but I like the idea of it. It it's looks like, like take the... take a reliable cheap car and then just customize it and make it look cooler. But in a in a kind of a tasteful way. You know? Well, it's also a very common car, right? There's Miatas yeah, yeah. everywhere. They sold millions of them, right? Yeah. And, and so that makes it where it looks kind of like a TVR, yeah. like Quartura, a Griffith whatever it is, or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It looks like a TVR, but we had a we had a good Miata comment uh, from one of our regular commenters who said, "Take a look at this Jim Simpson website. This guy Jim Simpson yeah. designs who takes Miatas and makes them look like classic Ferraris." So oh, even yeah, even more than cool. that, I've seen that, where he does like a fastback, that's he does a different cool. tail. Yeah. And at the end of it, it's like you can tell the door is still a Miata, but everything else is different. And but, that got me like kind of like the gears were grinding, and I'm thinking, ooh, maybe I should do something like that at some day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I want like, a lot for those. I yeah. like this car a lot, but yeah. it's almost like they left the Miata front end on it and then glued everything they did. to it. They did. Yeah. And the and the the Miata hood is still there, so you can still see the cutouts for the pop up headlights. Look at the overhang <laughs> in front of the front yeah. wheels. It's like two feet. Like you're actually like ideally you would you would use a different hood. Well, you know what? They need that. Look at the overhang on the back. They need that GT40 front end on that thing. And then now we're talking. That would be great. I like the concept. I mean, it almost looks like the front of those old Volvo, those weird Volvo 1800s. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for bringing up Volvos, by the yes. way. Oh, Chris loves Volvos. Give <laughs> yeah, me a hard time. Every yeah, like, it, was, it was a huge so shock that, I had Chris one of picked those. a, the one you'd Chris buy? Picked a Miata. I mean, it was a big shock Chris picked a Miata. <laughs> well, yeah. Only I, probably because it wasn't a Volvo this week. I'd probably buy the Land Cruiser, actually. I like those, too. I have one oh, of those. But nice there's an FJ55 uh, Iron Pig Land Cruiser. Oh, yeah, Speaking that's cool. Pigs, yeah, that's cool. You know, this old is, trucks are awesome. This is a vehicle for just like camping and hanging out and like cruising down the the fire roads and that type of thing. Yep. Like why I bought and the scout? Yeah, it's yeah. just for fun. Yeah, exactly. That's the one I would buy. Yeah, I agreed. I take that over the 3 too. Okay. I mean, the Miatas are fun to drive and you probably can't see the front end, so who cares? Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> exactly. I like the idea of it. Though. Yeah, I do yeah. too. I like the idea. You're of not a looking lot. at the car; it can be ugly. Yeah, and it's on a good <laughs> chassis, unlike the GT40, which is on a VW. Pen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's stop using Volkswagen Beetles as the basis for things. Let's start using Miatas because they are super plentiful and they're so much better. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Okay, so uh, the last 
part of the uh, from the website is mm-hmm. a new thing that we're adding. It's seller submissions. So this is where people have thrown down their hard cash, and you can do it too. You can go to dailytourism.com. You can read on uh, how to get a your own car features on the website. Um, but this week we had a um, 2002 BMW M3 offered for about fifteen and a half thousand dollars. Uh, from a seller named Tucker, and it's a sweet-looking car. It's got SMG, uh, a few aftermarket handling goodies, um, but it's not stance. It's not covered in stickers. It still looks like a stock uh, E46 tasteful, yeah. M3 in good condition, and the price isn't bad. I mean, you you can buy a lot of car uh, for fifteen for fifteen grand, grand, yeah. grand with well, this, and, and, and it has full service history. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just bought a 2006 M3 mm-hmm. competition package, and I paid twelve. Five? Is that yeah. six-speed or SMG? SMG. Okay. But, like, if you get an SMG car, you just knock, like, three grand off the price. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, and and you can convert them to manual, but it's Yeah, but you know, someone's got to machine the axe, the, the transmission. Every other part of it's easy. But there's a place in L.A. called Electromotive that'll sell you the new electric pump for 250 bucks. the motor. Yeah. You just bolt it onto the pump, and you're good to go. None of that $3,000 swap. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, so that was uh, from the website. And if you want to call in, uh, we're still taking phone calls. Area code 424-260-2822. Call us up, 424-260-2822. Right, let's go! Hey, DT Radio listeners. You're listening to The Novinex, one of the many bands that has been so generous in letting us use their music for free on the show. If you want to know more about The Novinex, you can download their album, The Novinex, on iTunes. You can also go to thenovinex.com or check them out on Facebook. For booking info, go to band at novinex.com. If you'd like to let us use your music and get a plug just like The Novinex did, let me know. You can email me at dtradio at dailyturismo.com. You can also hit me up on the Twitter at dtradioben. Enjoy the Novinex as we get back to Daily Turismo Radio. Hey, Motorheads, we're back. We listened to some punk there. Um, we're still uh, taking phone calls, 424-260-2822. Call in. You can ask us questions about anything. You can make fun of us. Yeah, that's fine. You can just call in. And you can tell us what you ate for breakfast. It doesn't matter, really. Oh, we, we have a call. We're Oh, wow. I shouldn't sound so surprised all the time. Hello. Hello? Yes, this is Daily Tourism Radio. Calling for Bill Caswell. Oh my God, I recognize this voice. (laughs) (laughs) Danny? Yes. 
<laughs> uh, Danny, you want to introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Danny George. I am a has-been, washed-up Formula Drift driver and father out in Las Vegas, Nevada. How about that? That's a good Danny. introduction. Thank you. Yeah, Danny's awesome. He's a good friend of mine. He's one of my favorite guys in the world. Uh, one of my favorite guys to watch racing. His video series, Danny George and Friends, is probably the best series produced by a racer in like the last god decade. Yeah, it's awesome. Thank you, sir. I'm glad you called in, Danny. What's going on, man? What do you want to know? Ah, I'm just calling to say hello. Wish our, uh, everybody doing a good job out there. Thank Throw you. A little Trump love while I'm. Uh, uh, <laughs> I knew you had a motive. We can't have so, any. So, so are you in a casino right now, being in Vegas? <laughs> no, I'm. Uh, I live uh, about 20 minutes from the strip. I'm out in my front yard playing soccer with my six-year-old. Hey, well, you know that's uh, kids are good. You got your kid in a, in a cart yet or anything? Uh, he's not in a cart. Uh, we've been BMXing lately, so, uh, but the next thing, uh, this Christmas, I think the, uh, cart's gonna be making its way in the old Christmas tree basket. All right. Awesome. That's what we like to hear. Yeah. You got so. any questions for us, Danny? <laughs> uh, Bill, if you could go one place in America for an expedition of sorts for motorsports, where would it be and why? One, and it's gotta be in the United States? Uh, yeah, because that's kind of where everyone is, and not everybody's got money to go worldly, and I know you're a worldly guy, so. And and so what you're talking about is, like, uh, a place some guys would go on an adventure with their friends to watch a race for, like, a weekend? Yeah, it could be that. Just uh, get out of town, go motorsports event of some sort. Could be a... Like a swamp boat race could. in Louisiana. No, you know, <laughs> that would I mean, be sick. I mean, uh, I used to love Road America when ALMS come th came through. Because yeah. I, I love that part of Wisconsin. I love Road America. Um, but I got to say, King of the Hammers. Mm. King of the Hammers is probably one of the coolest events because it runs for like a couple of days. You have like the Everyman Challenge, then you have the big King of the Hammers race. The, you know, the cars roll out at like 7 a.m. and I don't think they get the latest finishes are two, three in the morning. Wow! Uh, it runs up and down a couple of mountains. It's accessible, like you can go right up to the edge of the course. I think 40,000 people show up and camp for the week, so they have this whole city that's built on the dry lake bed, and there's food vendors, and they wow. set up a. Uh, big screen tv in the middle of the giant like vendor camping area yeah and they've got guys with live video cameras out on the rock crawling courses beaming it back to the pits like in high def so you can just stand there and hang yeah, out so and watch go, it right people are cranking tunes you're drinking beers all these fab shops shut up so in chassis then you're like you know someone's going up to a feature and you don't really you're not in a position to drive so you jump in the back of their jeep and they roll you up there and they leave and you know, people are leaving, you jump back in their Jeep, and they're like, oh, we're going to go stop by Chocolate Thunder, and you end up over there. And, <laughs> you know, it's just a really <laughs> good... Thunder. Something like that. Should we know what that is? You know, I've done this twice now where I've said something <laughs> that sounds like it's a, an adult film. <laughs> but there's some feature there that's like chocolate something oh, okay. or whatever. So it's a it's a rocky yeah, terrain feature. Yeah, yeah, I mean, okay. like these things, some of these things you can't even like get the car down. They just basically like push the car off a cliff and like And there's a guy around. inside. <laughs> there's two guys inside, yeah. you know? <laughs> Going down a barrel down Niagara Falls or something? Kind of. You guys should really like Fun. Google King of the Hammers. Oh, yeah. So I'd say that because you get to camp, you get to watch a race, you yeah. get to hang out and drink beers, cook food. It goes for a couple of days. And then there's a whole bunch of people with their off-road vehicles like wheeling and exploring. And it's just mayhem. It's a good event. Awesome. Yeah, we went there this year. So I'd have to agree that place has been pretty amazing. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I actually am going to try to enter it with my dad next year. 
With, right. with the Baja pig? You know, I've got a scout I might run. I think I'm going to talk. There's these uh, spec Jeeps that they're renting out. Like and, XJ uh, Cherokees or something? No, like or? brand new Jeeps that they built for this like spec class. Oh. Uh, I know Jesse Combs ran one with Falcon. I don't know where the, all the chassis are now, but my dad got me into this event like 12, 15 years ago, and he's like getting ready to retire, and he's missed a lot of my adventures because he's been working so hard. Yeah. So I kind of think like if that's his favorite race, and he's never been in a race before. Yeah, bring him along. But right? he's got like a tricked out Jeep. With like Atlas, this and Curry, that and whatever. So he'll drive the rock sections. I'll drive the desert sections, and we'll just go have a good time. That sounds like a blast. Sounds, sounds I think like so. awesome father something. All yeah, right. I think so. Okay. Hey, Danny from Las Vegas. Thanks for calling into the show. We appreciate it. Thank you guys. Have All a right. good one. Word to your mother. Okay. Yeah. Trump. <laughs> Trump. <laughs> None of that. No. <laughs> he's like the oh, good time. He's like the biggest Trumps about every Facebook feed every day. Danny's a really like, good dude. Man. I can't <laughs> say enough. Formula Drifter sounds like a good guy. Oh, I can't say enough good things about him. And you really need to go watch his telemetry video. He does this whole thing about racer telemetry. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll just go watch the video. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, so we have a couple minutes to go. Uh, if you guys want to call in, 424-260-2822. Still, taking, still calls. taking calls. But we're going to start playing a little game. Wait, hold on, but no friends. Come on, Danny, it was great to hear from you. But, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, the next one's just going to punish me. You know? I hey, I, I'm just uh, I'm just glad we got calls. <laughs> I, you know what? <laughs> it's good practice for If you're for a friend ben. of Bill's, go ahead and call in. It's good we're practice good. For, <laughs> for all of our sound technical stuff that's going yeah, on I know. back there. Awesome. I hope the, yeah. the people on the air can actually hear the, the callers and stuff. I think they can. <laughs> I'm sure they can. Uh, all right, so this next little game we're going to play for a couple of minutes before we, we end the show is called Best Car 4, and it's where we take turns amongst the four of us in the studio deciding what the best car for a particular activity is. Cool, okay. let's do this. All right, so. Nice. I get to be all judgy again, don't you're, I? You're yes. going to be judgy. Yes. Yes. Judgy. All right, so uh, the first one is Best Car for hooning around on packed sand at the beach. Hold on, hold on. You got to remind me again what hooning is. Just like driving, you know, having fun, driving, driving crazy, yeah. doing hooning, donuts. Hooning is actually an official ticket in Australia. Yeah. Yes. You're caught doing donuts, it writes you a hooning ticket. Yeah, so it's yeah. like donuts goofing off, destroying yeah. a car. Burnouts, that type of stuff. It's like if stuff. someone gave you a rental car at the All beach. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so who goes first, then? Uh, we, our guest, uh, Bill, you can, you can go first. And, and like price, no object? Yeah, like, price, just no the object? best just car the best for car it. for hooning around? You know, you're going to say McLaren MP412C? No, you I'd know? say like a Hellcat. You know, so the <laughs> biggest <laughs> nice. engine, most torque, rear-wheel drive car you could get. But in reality, a Mustang so too. low that it would just drop into the sand, or I guess a hard pack sand maybe. That's okay. you said hard pack. I did. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Well, and it could have paddle tires on it, right? That's true. But if I had, to, <laughs> if, it, if we were worried about the sand, I'd go with some like big monster diesel truck. All right. You know, with those like conversions where they do like 800 foot yeah. pounds of torque. Right. Yeah. But That's no, a good I'm, I'm sticking with my first answer. Okay. I'm on Hellcat. Good. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with like an STI. Because Ooh. I know how they crazy donuts they can do on the street from riding with you, Vince. Nice. And yes. almost barfing a few times. <laughs> he does these all-wheel drive donuts where the car is pivoting around its own center line yeah. on the street. Yep, and I got to comment on that after we hear the third. <laughs> well, we did this up in Seattle at the big rally up there. You can drive on the beach. Yeah. And we did donuts for like, I don't know, a half hour. And we got out. All we could smell was the center clutch. <laughs> and it went out like a couple months later. Okay. But... Man, was it fun. And we just sat there, he put his foot down and locked the wheel. Right. And we were yeah. just having conversations, listening to music, just watching the world just go donuts. by in circles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it kind of starts hurting your head. If you're but, in the back seat, you kind of get like yeah. nauseous. But Vince's yeah. STI is still in good shape. So when he goes to sell it, go, you know, feel yeah, free to buy it. Yeah, beautiful blue one, right? Yeah. yeah wow, well, I saw that when I came in. <laughs> uh, so I, I think I would pick one of those, uh, the 
a razor, like uh, one of those little like yeah, quad side things. By so side. They're, not, they're not an actual vehicle, an actual street car, but it's just, just side by side. Side by side. Yeah. And you don't go that fast in those, but um, you could get the that um, the golf yeah. cart that's got the GSR engine in it. Yeah, I, I saw, saw that. I was like, <laughs> buy this before I kill myself. I know, yeah. <laughs> that, but just the R- RZR. I think that would be fun. Mm-hmm. Razors. Producer Ben. Actually, you, you know what? I'm just gonna go hang out with Bill while he does it. You know, okay. just right in yeah, his exa- car. Yeah, exactly. That was yeah. The Hellcat sounded like a lot of fun, so we're just gonna go hang out. Okay. <laughs> What's the All next right. car? Man? Next car, best car for driving really slowly in the fast lane on an LA freeway. Whoever goes first is gonna win this one. That's you. <laughs> you go Prius. first. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Too. I, I was actually thinking Spark. You know, that's oh. the other one, or maybe Leaf. Yeah, yeah, the leaves are really anything worse than or a leaf. Or just any Toyota Camry. Yeah, you should be ashamed <laughs> no, of yourself you know if you bought a leaf. I'm going to go with like an old <laughs> Ford Aerostar van with like super tinted windows. Yeah. Uh, that seems, you get a lot of that in And LA. a couple of blown out shocks, so like the yeah. rear oh, hopping yeah, yeah. around. You got like yeah. one wheel that's just constantly like a you know, yeah. that's flat true. ground. The one wheel's just bouncing up and down the whole time. The Prius is the obvious answer, but you're right, man. That minivan, like usually like that weird <laughs> green you don't wanna... color with like beige yeah, bumpers like, from some other minivan. Like, you don't want to pass it because it's it and looks And they've got like sketchy, weird right? stickers from like radio stations you've never heard of. Yeah. It's like, what is that? That's not a radio station. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it probably isn't Tijuana. I think we all answered Okay. All right, next Next. Best car for picking up chicks. Oh wow! I mean, look, I've got a really, really inverse thing on this. It's like you, oh. you know, you when you go fishing, you catch what what lure. You know, if you use the right lure, you catch a certain type of fish, sure. right? Sure. So if you go out with like a nice car, you're gonna get some money grubbing <laughs> nasty chick. She might be hot, but she's gonna suck the soul out of you. Right. Right. <laughs> this is good advice. I yeah. would go with my '74 Scout. Yeah. If they actually nice. want to get in that and Been ride right. home with me, they're probably a pretty right. cool. Yeah. Chick. Without you right. needing to use chloroform or something. Yeah. I was gonna <laughs> yeah. Say, yeah. I mean, no. No. You know, He's you, right. You He's get right. you get what you fish for, man. <laughs> Florin, what's your point? Um, your pick. <laughs> my my. F- Vegetable oil powered Mercedes diesel wagon oh, did a pretty good job at that's that. That's good. That's good. I like Very that. Very cool. <laughs> and me, I got I got you even beat, I think. I yeah. got an eighty four Camaro. Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> that's that's what I was driving when I met my wife. You, you, got, yeah, you got a you mullet? Go. Terrible. When you, when you drive mean, that thing around too, Vince, you gotta have a mullet. You know what though? Did you take that to Orlando? You'll clean up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, all right. Next car, best car for. We're gonna put one more in before we end the show. Yeah. Next last Real one. Quick one. Last one. Best car for picking up goats. <laughs> no, I mean like if you need to transport transporting goats. goats. What do you, yeah, what do you transport use? goats? I'd want something with a shovel in the front so I get to scoop them up and keep going. <laughs> Toss them over you the know? top. I'd go with something like, with like, like a, a plow, like a dozer, yeah. Like yeah, a skid steer or something, a yeah. bobcat. Yeah. Transporting <laughs> <Bob> goats. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm a big Ford F one fifty fan. Okay. So uh, anything Ford, Ford Raptor, Ford F one fifty, Ford two fifty. You know, like it's good. Sea flow. Yeah. I'll go Subaru again. The Brat. The Brat. I'll put the goats oh. in the back oh. of the Brat. I like that. And they can they can. Well, you get little roll bars. So you can like hook them on. Yeah, like, their little leash. Their little you know? leash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I like the brat. I'm gonna go with the '80s diesel Mercedes because that MB Tex, that vinyl interior. Uh-huh. I don't even think a goat could eat it. No. What that do you think? It's so indestructible. Sideways, like open them and throw the goat in sideways. <laughs> you know what? Those, those, those trunks, so those Benzes, the trunks are huge. They're not that you can big. Throw all kinds of goats in the back. <laughs> Just little ones. <laughs> Big angry ones. I don't Could know. It, can yeah. I plug something yeah. to you before we get off? Are we running? Absolutely. Yeah, 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 absolutely. No, but you know, I, I have to balance it out because you know he's a F one fifty guy and I'm a big Ram guy. Oh, okay. So uh, you know that's what I do. I do the fifteen hundred. Yeah. Ram fifteen hundred. Yeah. The Eco Diesel or not? No, man. That's, that's no. actually a pretty strong little V six. No, with the Hemi. I'm impressed with, the Hemi. with that Eco Diesel. 
Good job. And a ram's kind of like a goat, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. All the same it, sound with the, they'll, they'll make the bad Well, they have horns. They have hooves and horns. So. And yeah. fur? I don't know. I mean, I'm a Chicago kid originally in San Diego. They're un- the ungulates. You know. Ungulates. I'm a, I'm a <laughs> guy, not a goat. <laughs> I don't know. If you put one on my plate like that was like well-cooked, you'll, you'll eat it. it. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I had a goat taco at the permanent <laughs> taco truck the other day. <laughs> Dude, I didn't know that's that what I was ordering. I, I ordered a bottle of Coke and they gave me a goat taco. I'm like, <laughs> really? Okay. Is that near here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you. I'll tell you where it is. I can get yeah. some goat on the way. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You're, 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 you're in Gardena, <laughs> yeah, man. You get some goat around the corner. So it's, a yeah. taco, it's a taco truck that's permanent, and they use they do this to skirt. It's the not a restaurant. Laws. Yeah. Around like restaurant cleanliness and like yeah, inspections because yeah, 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 yeah. it's a truck, right? But it stays in the same spot, right? Of course. It's called but they El, El Antonitos. An- Antojitos. Antojitos. I'm gonna get some goat. Los man. Antojitos. Yo, Is get some goat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's our plug for the permanent taco truck around the corner. But they I have they have tables, trucks, you know, benches so, outside, and so Bill, we're gonna get this thanking or shout out kind of fest yeah. going. Who who do you uh, who do you want to who do you want to plug? Who you who you want to thank? Oh, well, I was going to plug something I'm up to this fall, but yeah, uh, you know, my the people I want to plug, I want to plug like uh, Team O'Neill Rally School. They've been so good to me. Tim's awesome. All the guys up there. It's it's actually probably my favorite vacation and my favorite times to go up to the White Mountains and just kick it. They got a little brewery down the river in town. It's just a really good time up there. Really good people. Uh, strategic Racing Designs. If you're building desert stuff, they're in Vista and they're just awesome. But uh, what I was going to plug is. Um, you know, I haven't really been racing the last year. I've actually been here in Hollywood um, working on producing TV shows, so like uh, concepts that I've come up with. I'm working with a top production firm with a bunch of Emmys, and we're going to start producing some awesome car shows because, you know, personally, I don't care for too many of them. They're on TV right now. I watch <laughs> yeah, a lot yeah. of YouTube. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to fix that and bring some, like, awesome nice. content back to television. But I've been getting the itch to race, right? I mean, sure. it's just it's just natural. So we're going back to the Baja 1000 this year. I mentioned it earlier. The yeah. program's called DIY Baja. We've uh, got the website DIY Baja. We're going to get the site up and running probably like in the next week or two. First article's on Jalopnik last week. The reason why I'm announcing this is we're going to bring a DIY army down to Baja. So we're going to have a sign-up awesome. list. Anyone that wants to come with us is welcome. I've already started looking to running a house in Ensenada as our base camp. We're going to give anyone that wants to join a place to lay a, a sleeping bag and sleep. If you're late, you're going to be out in the yard. <laughs> uh, we're going to be selling T-shirts at cost, so we won't actually make any money, but it's a way to identify who else is on the team. Yeah. There'll be goat tacos. People with a sign up with a chair. Yeah, goat tacos. <laughs> no, but seriously, we're going to try to get like a taco truck to come to the house like at night. You know, We're going to yeah. have so many people there. But the uh, we're going to have people sign up, people who want to chase, people who want to support, and people who just want to party and shoot video. So ideally, we're going to have like, you know, 10 people or 1,000 people lining the course with iPhones shooting video, and by the time we get back, we'll be able to string the whole thing together. Oh, wow. Right? I mean, think about it. You can't film the Baja 1000. Right. But if we invite everyone but down to party people. with us, yeah. and we're like, look, just go out to the course, pick a race Crowdsourcing mile. the Baja 1000. That's effectively what we're doing. Yeah. We're crowdsourcing the Baja 1000, but the Baja 1000 is probably the most DIY race in North America. Yeah. You know, you, all you see are the trophy trucks on TV, but the other 300 vehicles are all built by guys with their friends in their garage. Wow. Yeah. Like and it's class 11 beetles and the dude, even buggies the, even and, some of the awesome trucks that people are building yeah. they've been welding on them for like two years and then their buddies go out and race and they move pretty damn fast so they don't look diy right but if you actually saw they built it man it's just like a lemons team they just decided to build a <laughs> mini trophy truck yeah that's great you know so uh so we're welcoming anyone to come join us gonna be a series of articles running on jalopnik and some other sites and uh we're gonna have a video series coming out that's basically like taking all the transparency out of it what it costs to build the pig 
We're going to go through every part that's on the car, what we paid for it, how we put it in, how we use it, whether it's necessary, all the costs of going down to the race, logistics, entry fees, pit support, basically like giving someone a roadmap that if you guys want to go run the 1,000 and you jack up your uh, your Lemons BMW and yeah. another 1,000, <laughs> yeah. we'll show you how to do it. So, that's awesome. Yeah, all so right. DIY Baja, guys. Yeah, that's check it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I'm uh, going to. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys better be down there. It's yeah. going to be. No, I mean, it's going to yeah, be. We're close. Have so, you guys yeah. ever seen the thousand? No. Not in person, it's no. Awesome. Like contingency. There must be like 10,000, 20,000 people, partners, live bands, and stages, and all the trucks are running through. And then you got casinos and like all the. We got a buddy with a Baja bug that's that's legal. So we could we could enter it. Why don't you guys think, enter it? Yeah. You guys should. should. Take Dan's Baja bug yeah, down yeah. there? I think we should. I mean, that's a great idea. I got to tell you, the <laughs> second year we entered the race when we already owned the vehicle. After the entry fee, our total costs were $1,100. That's amazing. Wow. Right. Wow. A little bit more than a dollar a mile, except we only did 200 But <laughs> But we paid. If you had gone theory, We could have gone the full 1000 sure, sure. It would have been a little over a dollar They weren't dollar charging you by the mile. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So. I, but I like the idea of a rented, like, uh, you know, chase van. And, and yeah. like, well, we're, I'm going to have the yeah. Scout in the X5, and then we got a lot of friends with uh, desert pre-runners and pickup trucks, and some guys have already reached out and said they're going to go buy, like, a beater $500 truck and just take it down there and just destroy it and drop it in a junkyard on the way home. So there's going to be a lot of mayhem. I mean, there's no rules down there. So if you want to do a late-night 2 a.m. rally cross after a six-pack, that's, <laughs> oh like, that's like your problem. <laughs> uh, and I should point out, we're getting ready to do a party down there in September called Baja Bash. So I think that's why Danny called in. Danny, George, and I are doing a uh, an event down there that should be a riot. We're bringing a big sound system. We're going to have five nights, four nights down there. Big, huge party in Baja, a couple of different locations on the beach. Should be really fun. Awesome. Yeah. Wow, that does, uh, that's, you're, you're living the dream, man. Yeah. Well, you know, Racing, partying, something like Once fun. you free yourself from needing like a salary and like a nice <laughs> house and all those sorts of things, right. and you're just happy yeah. with you your friends your car, yeah. and your cars. I mean, you know. I've been living a really good life, so it's it's hard to complain. But I am starting to miss the cash, and I'm yeah. getting tired of all these damn car shows on TV that are like faked with like horrible timelines oh, yeah, that don't yeah, make any yeah. sense. Yeah. So I'm gonna try to bring some like authentic timelines with some authentic problems back to television and like appeal to us real car guys. That would be great. I was watching a TV show the other day where a guy was. They must have spent five minutes talking about whether or not the battery cable on some old Dodge Challenger was original or not. Well, you can tell the battery cable is original based on this little thing, and it was just like the most like contrived, cares, like right? it was yeah, terrible. Just don't it was care. terrible. <laughs> just don't it care. You know? Do you want to plug your Instagram or Twitter account? Oh, sure. It's okay. it's actually pretty fun. I put up a lot of random stuff. It's a lot of cars building and partying and travel. But uh, Caswell three eighteen is my Instagram account. Uh, Bill Caswell, I guess, on Facebook, and I think it's Bill Caswell 318 on Twitter. I don't know. If you start yeah. Googling yeah. it, and if you Good forget all up. this, you remember $500 rally car, just Google that. You'll sure. get the original <laughs> Jalopnik yeah. story. It's actually the second largest story Jalopnik's ever published in the history of the website. Wow. I got beat by uh, Max Mosley and his Nazi hookers. <laughs> <laughs> well, so did, Someone so got did beat he. There. Yeah. He got beat by them, too. Yeah, it's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at like 1.4 million views or something. Yeah, it was, it was yeah exactly. Max is like 1.6. I'll get uh, him soon. And buildraceparty.com as well. Oh, right? yeah, of so, course, guys. Yeah. Build Race Party is like my passion project. It's a, it's a place for racers to be able to self-publish their stories because sites don't really give them a home. Yeah. So if you got great stories to tell and you know where to stick them, like hit me up and we'll get you set up for Build Race Party. Awesome. Okay. That's good. That's good. All right. Hey, um... 
I guess uh, that's all the time we have for the show tonight. Sorry, I talk a lot. No, no it's no, good. No, no. <laughs> it was good. It was good. It's uh, interesting. Thank you to all listeners for tuning in, um, our callers for calling in. We had a couple callers. Um, and thanks to everyone on Talk Radio 1. Um, and especially thanks to Bill Caswell for being an awesome guest tonight. Uh, you can follow his exploits at caswellmotorsport.com or on DIY Baja. Thanks to Chris for being my co-host. Producer Ben for moving some knobs up and down. John Barker for his awesome voiceovers. Sean McLaren for being special. And that's all the time we have for tonight. Keep, keep on, on wrenching. wrenching. You've been listening to <laughs> Danger Definitely Danger keep on wrenching. You can follow the show on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Daily Turismo and on Twitter at Daily Turismo. Use the hashtag DT Radio. 